Hey, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning into the Big Honker Podcast. We really appreciate it. Dive Bomb has a giveaway going on right now. I think they're going to pick a winner this week, so go over. I'll lay out the rules real quick. Dive Bomb is going to be hunting with us November 13th, 14th, and 15th. Uh, so they have decided to pick one lucky winner and you get to bring a friend and you get to come on that hunt with them. You get to come to the Big Honker Lodge. You come in the night of November 12th, hunt the morning of the 13th, 14th, and 15th. It includes lodging and breakfast. And you're going to get to win two dozen speckle belly decoys from Dive Bomb. And I've talked to the people over from Boss Shot Shells and they will also hook the winner up with some shotgun shells. So it's a hell of a giveaway. All you have to do, go to Dive Bomb Instagram. Make sure you follow Dive Bomb. Make sure you follow Stanfield Hunting Outfitters on Instagram. Also follow me, Andy underscore Shaver, and Jeff, Stanfield 68 on Instagram. <clears throat> but for the giveaway, all you got to do is follow Dive Bomb and Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. Uh, tag three of your buddies, and that is it. They will draw a winner soon. And again, those dates are hunt the 13th, 14th, and 15th of November. It's going to be a hell of a time, and it's really one of those days that I'm looking forward to. So head on over to Dive Bomb Industries on Instagram and get entered to win. Also, be sure, leave us some reviews on iTunes. We love seeing those reviews. Be sure to message us. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, whatever, we love talking to you guys. So do not hesitate to send us messages. This podcast is brought to you by Dive Bomb Industries. Happy days are here again. Dive Bomb Industries has given you a brand new promo code for being a good listener of the Big Honker Podcast. And what would that promo code be? Trump 2020. Common theme here, ladies and gentlemen, with the promo codes from Dive Bomb. Trump 2020 will save you 10% off of your entire order when you go to Dive Bomb Industries. Season's coming up. You need decoys. They've got decoys. Go to divebombindustries.com. Fill up your shopping cart. Use the promo code TRUMP2020 to save yourself 10% off at checkout. That's 2020. TRUMP2020 is in the big chief, our president, and someone I'm glad I support and vote. Was it okay for me to give a little political? Absolutely. New Pentel decoys coming out from Dive Bomb Industries. The contrast is going to be something that birds will key in on from a long way away. Use that contrast of the of the Drake Pentel to really stand out in the field. So you, you stole what I was going to say. Best part of having a Pentel decoy is the white. Standing out, baby. Just run, run them in your goose spread. Just throw them out on the edge of it. Bingo. So, divebombindustries.com. This show is also brought to you by Boss Shot Shells. Changing the game. Direct to consumer, direct to you. You go to them. No middleman. You know the price is already rock bottom, and they're starting to copper plate their BBs. And it only takes one. You don't have to shoot them three times to kill them. One shot, and they're dead. Won't make you a better shot, but the ones that you do hit will be dead. Go to BossShotShells.com. Get what you need. This show is also brought to you by 737, another direct-to-consumer. Dive on also direct-to-consumer. There's, there's a trend setting here in the there, business. There's, there's something going on here. 737. Oklahoma boys. Make calls in Oklahoma for people everywhere else. That's what the big guy in Texas. That's what I blow. The, the old number one. The old number one. Go to 737duckcalls. Look them up on Instagram, 737duckcalls. They're fun to follow on Instagram. This show is also brought to you by Lucky Duck. Spinners galore. 
Turkey decoys. Whatever you need. Motion. Varmint call. If you're going to field hunt, you got to run some spinners. The more the merrier. Yeah. Yeah. The more the merrier. If you're going to, if you're duck hunting in the field, load them up. Get six, seven, eight spinners and you will wax that ass. So. Run, run half the spread and double or triple up on your spinners. You don't need six dozen decoys. If you're going to run some decoys, run three dozen decoys and run five spinners. There you go. LuckyDuck.com, they can hook you up. This show is also brought to you by Athlon Optics. Great glass, crystal clear quality, rock bottom bargain price. Can't say enough about Athlon Optics. They're what I use. They what I use, they're what I use to scout. They also sell scopes, spotting scopes. They got everything that you need to see a long, long way away. AthlonOptics.com, hook yourself up. We're also brought to you by Sea Light LEDs. Put these bad boys on your trailer. That way you can see what you're doing in the dark. No more fiddling around in the dark. You're not 16 anymore. You don't need to fiddle around in the dark. Turn it on. See what you're doing. Illuminate the sky. Sea light LEDs. Put out that perfect decoy spread. We're also brought to you by William and Chris Wines. William and Chris Vineyards out of High Texas. Texas wine. Mother's Day's coming up. They You can get them at Central Market, Whole Foods, one of those upscale supermarkets. You can also go to their website, williamchriswines.com, and they will ship it to you. William Chris Wines, Texas wine at its best. Finally, last but not least, we're brought to you by Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. Taking, we're taking bookings right now. 2019-2020 season. Never too early. If you're looking for a great deal to take some clients or some friends to a family reunion, <clears throat> look at us for a dove hunt. We've got a weekend or two left in October. We've got some weekdays available. Perfect place to get away from the office, take 10 to 20 of your friends, come up and hunt Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. What a better way to kill a week than to come up and do a corporate dove hunt. That's stanfieldhunting.com, 940-658-3172. All right, on this episode of the podcast, we're joined by John Manuel. He's a public land hunter out in the desert of Arizona. If you're like me, probably didn't know you could shoot ducks in the desert either, so informational podcast we appreciate him coming on so anyway here he is john manuel Here we go. Three, two, one. Boom, and welcome to the Big Honker Podcast. I'm Jeff Stanfield. I'm Andy Shaver. And on the line with us today, Tom Brady's boyfriend, I'm assuming, because the way he builds him up all the time. <laughs> John Manuel from – are you in Phoenix? Yes, I'm in Phoenix. Now, you grew up in Hawaii, right? Yep, born and raised in Hawaii. I moved out here. I moved out to Phoenix in – 95, I think, 96, so, not long after I graduated high school. So how does a skinny guy from Hawaii end up living in Phoenix loving the New England Patriots? <laughs> skinny guy from Hawaii, that's funny. Um, I, I don't really love the Patriots. I like, I love Tom Brady. Well, I'm, a big, I'm a big Niners fan. 
but I don't, you know. Hadn't had much. I to just like Tom there. Brady. Yeah, <laughs> not right now, anyway. And I really, I really uh, jumped ship after the whole Kaepernick Kaepernick thing. So, you know, I'm slowly getting back into it. But you like Ka- Brady there? I'm, I'm okay. You like Kaepernick, or you, you're pissed they get rid of him? Uh, or you no, don't no, I fucking hate the motherfucker. <laughs> Andy, Andy, Andy used to be a Niners fan. Yeah, with Steve oh, Young. Yeah? Steve Young. Yeah, I mean, my household was Niners, so I grew up that way. And, you know, I guess when it comes down to it, I am, you know, truly a Niners fan. But Tom Brady, you know, you know, it seems like you're in and you're out. He just keeps on trucking. And, you know, that's the uh, the attraction there. They're not even going to make the playoffs this year. He's full of shit. <laughs> They're in the weakest I mean, division in football. Is- yeah, the weakest division in football, but I think they'll have another stellar unit that's definitely run at the Super Bowl again. I mean, here's the deal. If they go 10-6, and six, they're in the playoffs in that division. Yeah. 12-4 and, sure. and in the AFC, and you get a first-round bye. First-round bye and, you know, playing some scrub team in the, the second round. I'm calling, <laughs> I, I, I'm calling it first. In the next four years, they will not make the playoffs. Oh, well, fuck <laughs> Yeah. Well, I thought Brady would be retired by then, man. Well, you think so? That some bitch might play till he's sixty. Yeah. He don't ever get hit. You were looking earlier, Bye. Jeff, at the NFC teams, and I mean the NFC is just stacked. It is murder's row. Yes. But like you yeah, said, though, sure. you if you get if you get uh, you get a first round buy as the Patriots, who are you playing? Well. Look at this way. I saw a deal today, and they had Baltimore picked to go to the playoffs, a wild card. Yeah. Can you imagine Baltimore playing in the NFC? They'd be fucking 4-12. and 12. <laughs> so, I mean, Yeah, especially today. It's like a second freaking circus over there. Oh, they have no – I can't imagine starting a season with Lamar Jackson as a starting quarterback, and that's what you're putting your hopes on. <laughs> Fle- yeah. Flush the toilet. You're going to be picking in the top five next year. They, they for sure just fell off the cliff, man. Yeah, Flacco. Because you know, because they're you know they're kind of they're uh, you know they're like that kind of dynasty team. Yeah, but they're not, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're done. Okay, let's let's switch to some waterfowl hunting. So you hunt, right. you hunt around Phoenix, Arizona. Is that correct? Yes, sir. I, now, personally, when I think of Phoenix, Arizona, I think of golf fowl. courses. I don't think about waterfowl hunting. So what would what? Yep. what it, I'm assuming you've got water would be a big magnet there because there's not a lot of it. So you're hunting in the deserts. Yeah, we have a uh, we have a couple couple river systems here. One's the Salt, and then the other one's the the Gila River, which is located in the central part of the state, basically. And then we have the Colorado River that borders us in California. And so, all, and then in between all that, we have like we have some lakes too here. What kind of ducks do you shoot in the desert? Um, I shoot a lot of gadwall, wigeon, and teal. A lot. You but shooting a, cinnamon a, teal? Um, in the late season we get a lot of cinnamon. Yeah, late season we get we we will get a few. Um, blue, there's a few wood ducks laying around here. But, I mean, you got to be, you got to be just right place, right time to, to shoot one. You know, it's kind of a flip thing. To shoot a wood duck? When it comes to those. 
wood ducks, yeah. Who the fuck would think? There ain't no trees in Phoenix or in there in the desert. <laughs> yeah, they're around. It's just uh, they're in those uh, like um, really uh, heavy cedar, uh, salt cedar um, river parts, and uh, they're there. I've seen them before. Never shot one though. So, What's the coldest day that you hunt in the desert? Coldest day. Is everyday t-shirt weather? Um, pretty close. I mean, we'll, we'll get we'll we'll be we'll hunt in the low teens. No um, sh- you know, late late December, really, into January. Yeah, we'll hunt we'll hunt in the low teens. Well, fuck, that's colder than we that's, are. A lot of mornings. That's, that's cold. That's if I'm hunting up north, though. So if I'm hunting in the desert, the desert. Um, you know, we'll, we'll be in the low thirties, and then we'll warm up to you know fifty, sixty degrees. Now, do you hunt around like um, Flagstaff when you go up north up in the mountains? Is that where you're hunting at? No, no, I'm not hunting in Flagstaff. More the eastern part of the state, the uh, Sholo area. There's a few good um, uh, marsh recycled water systems there. It's really, really good. It's really popular too at the same time. But uh, you know, if you hit it on the right day, I have a buddy who lives not like five minutes from any of those uh, marsh systems. And shit, man, he'll have bang up days during the week, you know, because there's nobody there hunting, and you know we we try to chase it on the weekend because you know we got jobs and we're we're three hours away. Yeah, and uh, you know we get out there and it's a shit show, <laughs> which you know it comes with the territory like anything else. Is it first come first serve out there, or do you have permanent blinds, uh, or how does it work? Okay, we have the. Uh, refuge systems here and both are on the Colorado River. One south of the I ten, about, about half hour, forty five minutes south of the I ten. And that refuge there, it's the Cibola refuge. Um, that refuge right there to hunt what they call the island unit, which is our it's like twenty acres of just flooded flooded um what do you call it? Uh millet. Flooded millet um, fields, and uh, that's a first come first serve. No one's allowed in until four thirty, and that's all based on the honor system. Like, there's no, there's no fucking gate there. It's just like you sit there till four thirty, then go in. So, really? And, you know, normally, you know, first first guy in line gets to pick where he's gonna go and all that bullshit and so forth and so forth. You wouldn't get by with that shit in Arkansas. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we got to deal with the California fucks out there. California fucks up everything? (laughs) I just call them California fucks because they come over from California. (laughs) Those refuge systems there because they ain't got got no refuge on on the river there. So they come over and hunt, hunt our refuges too. And the second refuge, which is north... And it's called, uh, it's on Cold Park Marsh, which is like an off slew of uh, Lake Havasu, basically. And that that works on a draw system. And that you have to, you know, draw a blind for and all that good garbage, which I don't I don't want to do because it's a hassle and really, that's four and a half hours for me. Fuck, such a drive. So, so you, for the draw, you get there just early in the morning? Yeah, the, the gates open up there at I think 
And then you're assigned blinds. Uh, what you draw is what you draw, and that, that's your blind for the day. No one, no one else is going to be in there with you, you know. Yeah. And you said yeah. that's that's what a four and a half hour drive. For me, yeah, from where I live, yeah, it's four and a half hours to get there. So most of your hunts, though, when uh, how far of a drive are most of your hunts? If I want to get away from the crowds and stuff like that, I'm driving minimum two hours. Minimal, yeah. and like, but uh, and <laughs> places I do normally hunt, I'm driving three hours. And this is all first, so plan, first come, first serve. No, this I'm talking about public land, straight up public land. Like you go, out, you go out scout these places you find on Google Earth or whatever, or you got a buddy who lives in a town or something close by, and you know he's found these water holes. That are like in the middle of the fucking desert. I'm talking like <laughs> they ain't around you. It's just in the middle of the desert, and it's been this hole is like hot for like a good half hour, and after that, it's nothing. So you better keep the shit in the first half hour. Man. You ain't shooting nothing at all. It's it's pretty pretty crazy. No, you shooting geese also here? Um, yeah, we shoot. I've been fortunate to have uh, in the last two years. Uh, me and my buddies, we've gained permission to hunt, uh, um, to hunt some, uh, alfalfa fields. One's on a ranch and another one is just a farm. It's actually the one, the one we hunt, um, in, in, in city here is really, it's not far off the, off the highway and we use, uh, uh, crossbows to shoot, to shoot, um, geese there because it's what they call a, um, what do you call them? County Island? Mm-hmm. So on a county island, you're allowed to hunt and shoot, like, basically. So, so but uh, checking with uh, Avondale TV, they're not, they're, they don't want us shooting. So we we stepped up with the uh, crossbows. And we've had a few successful hunts, and it's, but, but it's, real, it's real sparse because there's so much places for them to go where there is no pressure so after like two days of hunting them they're not you know it's really hard to get them and you know all the hunts we're doing is we're really just running traffic on them so how is it shooting a goose with a crossbow uh you know for me personally i have not shot one with a crossbow mm-hmm. because i'm do, i'm i'm really the only one out of all the guys i hunt with that remotely knows how to call I'm the same boat you are. <laughs> whether whether it's duck or geese, uh-huh. I'm like the only one that knows how to fucking work a car. So, you know, which I'm fine with. I just rather, you know, I like it when the birds respond and they just fucking, you know, cup up or squat down low and they just come gliding in nicely. Yeah. So, so your buddies are shooting with crossbows while you call them in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, many, how often do they hit these birds with crossbows? Um, the last the last time we hunted with a cross with the crossbows, I think we only we shot three that day, but we had probably seven or eight different opportunities to. It's just missing, you know. And I'm talking like I got I got five or six honkers sitting in the decoys. They're like, you know, on the ground wandering around in the decoys and then my buddies pop up out of the layouts and try to, you know, so 
fucking make a make this make a bolt land. And how far do these bolts go from this crossbow when they miss? I mean, you pellet? Uh, are you shooting you know, houses across the street or something? Oh no, 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 no. we're far. far. We're, we're, they don't. We're, we're, you know, we're. We're in a, in a farm field, so we're we're at least a half mile from any kind of structure. Okay. And those, those things don't go very far, but finding them in, in uh, alfalfa can be an issue. <laughs> I've, I've never shot a crossbow, so I didn't know. Andy killed a deer with one. Yeah, because I can't shoot a regular bow, so it's the best I right. can do. But so 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 what you're saying is basically your buddies are just piss poor. You need to get them on the call so that you can shoot the crossbow. Oh, uh, I tried, but I I think they're tone deaf. John, <laughs> John, you you look like you like to eat like I do. So am I right on that? Oh yes, I'm, I am a I am a hefty person. Hefty, we call that a fat ass in Texas. But if you want to call it hefty, <laughs> we'll go with that shit. But yeah, so I'm, I'm your buddies must be fucking anorexic if they can't hit shit then. <laughs> or, they're, or they're buying all their groceries. Yeah. No, they do all right. I mean, that's possible. That, that stuff's hard because, you, you know, it's like anything else. you got to have it sighted in. Yep. And, you know, you're, you're seeing them moving targets. And, you know, it's it's it can be diff- um, difficult. Trying. Yeah. I You know, I, I've never done that. I, I've seen guys that have shot them with uh, just a regular bow. Yeah, with the flu-flu arrows? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've seen those. I've seen those videos. Well, those guys are set up nice, you know. They're behind, you know, bells of hay or right, something. That, that right. would that would be nice to do do it that way instead of you know we're in the middle of a field and uh, we're in layout lines and it's just how are you going to pick up a? We actually had one guy try with a compound. And he ended up seeing my my decoys instead. <laughs> <laughs> You know, in 28 years in business, we've never had a guy shoot one of our decoys with a fucking arrow. Never. No, not with an arrow. <laughs> that hadn't happened yet. So, no, no. no, hold on. Back to the, okay. back to the crossbow. So they just have to pop out of the layout blind and and shoot just like you would a shotgun. There's, there, you can't really, yeah, you can't really aim. Pretty. Uh, no, they these got a, these have a pipe on them, so they're not open sights. You know, they're not like a like a tan hanging off the the, the bridge of the. The whatever you want to call it, the crossbow. So you're you got to you're you're popping up and kicking in through a sight mm-hmm. and shooting, you know, yeah. letting it go. So they're looking through a scope. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, through a scope. That's fucking impossible to do. Setting up and trying to shoot something, trying to find a target in a scope. I don't know. That's tough. So I'm, I'm giving them, I'm giving them shit, but I, I'm going that's through hard. this in my mind, and it sounds pretty difficult. Yeah, that's not an easy task. And it, it is. It is, but out here, man, you you take, you know, you got to do whatever you can with the opportunities that that are in front of you. You know, I understand. <laughs> yeah, we got you on that. And uh, are, are, I'm going to ask you about the bands. Are you, are these big birds? Are they banded local? No, they're not banded local. Actually, the bands that I, I shot one. My friends will say not, but I shot one. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like normal. Four, four yeah. years, yeah, four years ago. Shot one on this uh, private um, ranch that we got invited to hunt with the landowner and uh, shit, man. And, and I'm going out with my big game buddies. I call them big game buddies because that's what they hunt is big game. And this was their first fucking waterfowl any any hunt, any type of hunt. And uh, 
I think we were like one or two flocks already passed, and then this big old flock comes in, probably about 20. And, man, we laid into them. I shoot the I shoot one of the the second bird that was leading. My buddy, my other buddy, shoots the lead bird, and they both drop. And I think we shot like maybe four or five out of that group. And uh, sure, sure, shit, man, sitting in the middle of, or laying in the middle, of the spread dead from two bands. Mm-hmm. I shot one, and my buddy who's on his first waterfowl hunt shoots the other. That's badass. Where and were they? Where were they banded at? They're banded in Utah. Did you give the landowner where the, most of our what's that? Did you give the landowner the bands? No, the landowner. The landowner. He he's his fucking lanyard is covered. He looks like he hunts in Minnesota or something. His, his fucking lanyard. <laughs> and that's and really that's he don't go nowhere. All he hunts is his property. This area holds on a good winter. It'll hold. 25 to 3,500 geese mm-hmm. throughout the season, and no one hunts it but him. So, I mean, he just lays a, lays a rubber down on it. Well, John, you know, you, but, you've been on the podcast 15 minutes, and you've made fun of people from Minnesota and California, <laughs> and, and those are two of our bigger states. But you didn't call the Minnesota uh, people fucks like you did the people from California. <laughs> no, I just, yeah. Now, you hunt no... Now, you go to Nevada and hunt also, don't you? Yes, I've hunted uh, a few times up in Nevada, up in uh, the Reno area, Carson, Linden area. Now, that holds a bunch uh, of birds up there, from what I understand. Yes. It, it, yeah, the, the last time I went, it was tough because everything was locked up already by the time we got up there. So, um, But in previous years, yeah, man, we, I shut you now, we're hunting like little streams, like creeks that are not even like, four foot wide with like three decoys, like three floaters and we're just pounding mallards. That's awesome. It's pretty crazy up there. Yeah. I just, I can't imagine hunting a place just fucking desert. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what. Desert too up there, man. That's what I'm, yeah. John, you done a, you, you have, you have portrayed the fat hunter in a wonderful way and i'm very proud of you because you put out three fucking decoys and that's how i roll also you know and and when i looked at you and you look at me you're thinking that motherfucker ain't carrying 30 decoys in there he's a three decoy guy and you're shooting ducks over three decoys you you, any any spinners yes you know i i live and die by the spinners man i i put them out fucking you you know all through the season, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Those <laughs> those things work. Those things work. And I only use Lucky Duck. They're the best. Yeah, there you go. Uh-huh. Yeah, they they they've got they definitely got a good product. So yep. shooting you're shooting all green heads in Nevada. Yeah, green heads. I actually saw my first wood duck up there. You are in love with this wood I'm, duck. Oh uh, man, yeah, it was it's a trophy one for sure because we don't you know we don't see them yet. There's a fuckload in California. Well, you don't like California, remember? Uh, yeah. Do you ever go over there and hunt? No, I mean, yes. We oh. Did, I did once. I did once, but it, it sucked. It didn't, we didn't, it didn't pan out well. You know what they said when you pulled yep. up? There goes that, There's that Arizona fuck right there. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they welcome you in open arms. They just don't want to call them um, California fucks. 
<laughs> I know that California has. We're gonna have a guy from California on here here in a couple of weeks. But I know California has some wonderful hunting. I was surprised. And I knew oh, wow. I knew Nevada did, especially northern Nevada. But I didn't. I never think yeah. of Arizona. Now I I did find out last year Arizona is a big sandhill crane hunting area, right? Yep. Yeah, we have uh, two spots, and that's in the southeastern part of the state that uh, you can hunt. Uh, the only place you can hunt crane, and it's on a you have to draw it like you would a big game tag. Basically, it's pretty easy to do. I've never done it myself. Actually, this is the first year I've actually put in for the draw. So with water not being everywhere, is scouting fairly easy for these birds? No, because the scouting, no, it turns into like a, how should I put it? I mean, you know, like anybody can go up, drive up to an easy spot or whatever. I mean, you got to get creative if you want to find the birds. I use... I use a, I have a rock crawler that I use that I'll use to get into like really, really hard places and, you know, scout river, river sections that way. Yeah. You know, not fighting, not trying to hike up a, hike up a dry wash and dump my, dump my canoe or whatever into tube and through the river and then paddle. You know, I just drive up to that thing and go check it out, you know? Yeah. But, I, but I, yeah, it gets it gets it gets difficult because more, it seems like here anyway, more and more people are hunting waterfowl, or at least trying to anyway. Mm-hmm. But well, one the one thing that is popular here, waterfowl wise, and I, I would say a large majority of birds that are killed here that are accounted for are done by people who just jump tanks. Right. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. So, so they just find a tank out in the middle of the desert, got some birds. Yeah, on it you know, jump. Yeah, it. it's just yep, pretty much. It's just like big game hunting, you know. You glass up a tank or you glass up a deer and you put a stock on it and jump the fucker. So much. So, so when you're hunting this place, it's four hours away. What do you? How do you, do you scout that at all, or do you just go in cold, leave way early in the morning, uh, and do your best? Well, I was spoiled in years past. I had a buddy who lived up there. So he would give me a scouting report, and I'd be like, "Fuck yeah, I'm going up there because it's gonna be worth it." And then, but uh, he had recently moved back to Utah, I believe, and then ended up doing his mission. He was a Mormon, and uh, you know, so now I'm going up there blindly. So, but I'll, I'll try to get up there, you know, super early in the morning, like one o'clock in the morning and just Fuck. get down by the water Oof. where we want to hunt and just listen to hear, you know, if we, if we're hearing a lot of birds in there, you know, normally at night they're, they're loud as fuck, at least here yeah. anyway. Yeah. No, they make some racket. Uh, yeah. So how did you find waterfowl hunting? You're originally from Hawaii. Waterfowl. Yeah. Originally from Hawaii. Uh, waterfowl hunting came to me, uh, through my roommate who, started me out with dove hunting and then my one buddy got all got all crazy about trying to shoot a duck he just wanted to shoot a duck and then that all kind of started the craze and you know i was i'm very obsessive like that with that kind of stuff so i i literally before even picking up a duck call or anything like that i started watching 
you know, look on YouTube and stuff, what, what, what YouTube there was back then. And, uh, I bought a bunch of, uh, the old Duck Commander videos, basically. Yep. yep. Watch that shit, you know, back and forth and learn how to call on my own. And, uh, you know, we started the season out shitty, but, you know, cause we were just figuring shit out. But, you know, I already knew how to call. Just had to learn how to set decoys and read birds and learn where the birds are coming from and learn how the weather patterns affect them and all that good stuff. When, so what, what, pain, what year was this? I started my first duck hunt was in 2009. So this will be your 10th year. You got about a decade into it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm still pretty good. And I mean, I, I mean, I've had like my my best year of hunting, and this is me. You know, I'm a, you know, I work Monday through Friday, and uh, my best season I ever had, which was a 45 day season, I hunted for 45 days. I shot a hundred, I don't know, hundred two hundred two hundred and fifty seven birds total nice. in one season. Nice, and you hunted, yeah, you hunted 45 out of 45 days, huh? No, I hunted, you know, the, the season here is 107 days or oh, whatever okay. it is, but I hunted 45 of those days. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. So, uh, growing up in Hawaii, and yeah. and, you, and you tell me there's no waterfowl hunting in Hawaii, right? Nope. None at all. There's there's waterfowl there, for sure. You got the Nene Goose, of course, you can't touch that. It's an endangered species. Um, we do have a, there's a Hawaiian duck there, too. You have what? I forget the name. There's a duck that's actually a Hawaiian duck. Like, it's only found there. There's an actual duck. I would say it's like a, it looks like a black duck in a way, kind of. Oh, not. kind of the same as the Mex- like a Mexican duck. Mexican duck, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It looks like that, but smaller. It looks like a huge uh, hen teal. I would, I would say, what it okay, looks like. Yeah, I got in trouble for saying Mexican duck on Facebook the other day. It was a racist it lo- term. It, it looks <laughs> kind of like a, a pintail, pintail yeah, beak yeah, yeah. with a, yeah, like a black yeah. duck body. Be yeah, yeah. And what else did they yeah. hunt? You told me they hunted something else in Hawaii. What was that? A Franklin? Oh no! Yeah, we hunt this bird. It's a Franklin. At least when I was growing up, we were hunting. We hunted those like. Basically, we'll just sit at the base of a mountainside, and they make a, when they're calling at each other, it sounds like some asshole laughing. <laughs> it's hard to explain. <laughs> it's like some asshole laughing out loud. And, uh, some asshole you know, laughing out loud. Them, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you find them perched up on a rock or something, and but we'd shoot them with 22s. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and they're good eats, though. Deep fried. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like they got, a they got double a weird looking bird. That's yeah, weird looking bird. It looks like it, it looks like a sage grouse. Is what it looks like. Right. Yeah. Just. So it's uh, probably it's probably a, a a light meat. Whenever you cook it up, it's not a dark meat. Like yeah, a yeah, for sure. No, it's not dark at all. It, it's I would. It's like it's like eating a big ass quail, so case wise. So does it freak you out the first time you hear one of these off in the distance? No, because I, you know, I grew up around them, so. So you knew. You know, my you dad used to shoot a... them the same way, you know. 
So you knew it wasn't somebody off in the bush just laughing at you. No, no, you, you know the it, this because it's like the same fucking laugh every time. So you know it's not it's not a a person. I've I've never been to Hawaii, and if I went to Hawaii, one thing I'd want to see is I'd want to see a pineapple plantation. I think that would be interesting to see, just because I've never seen it. And I want to eat. Yeah. What's that? What's that paste shit they eat all the time with the taro root? They beat the fuck out of it. What's that stuff called? You mean poi? Po- what poi. is it? Poi. Yeah. Is that poi. shit any good? Poi. I grew up on it, man. Yeah, it's good. What Best is shit it? on earth. Better than bread. What's it? It's t- a taro root. It's a root. It's a root that that's boiled and then uh, cleaned and mashed up, basically. What's it taste it's, like? I, I always I always say it's. Uh, our version of mashed potatoes, right? You know, kind but, of the you same know, consistency minus, as a mashed potato. Yeah, I would say uh, kind of depends on how, how far you go and prepare it. Yeah, you can you can prepare it, and you know, I guess just like mashed potatoes, you can have it chunky or you know, smooth and creamy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I ain't never had that shit. But, I've seen them make it, but it damn sure can't taste, taste as good as a mashed taste potato. Wise, Taste wise, I would say it's just bland tasting. There's, you know, it's not really anything. You know, I can't, I can't describe it to anything else because nothing tastes tastes like it. Has Hawaii just gone to shit? I mean, I, I see things in the news. It's dangerous now, isn't it? This is the part of the podcast where Andy's going to offend someone. I can tell this is already coming. <laughs> well, no, I, I that, I'm just telling you, you what I've seen. Some, you call Herodos, um um, daughter of whore or something. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> That's our football coach in yeah. town's daughter. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. <laughs> no, I mean, I I grew up in uh, on Oahu. I grew up on the west side of the island, um, Makaha, Waianae area. And which, and what they say in the news and what what's known across the state is the roughest towns, basically, in the whole state. Mm-hmm. So I grew up around all that shit, man. It's, you know, it's always been that way. It's worse now than it's ever been because, fuck, there's more people there. It's a lot more expensive. Um, you know, it's fucking people, you know, there's, there's homeless people there that work a regular job but can't afford to live in a fucking house, you know? Yeah, but it's not it's, cold it's at It's really night. bad. So, see, Jeff, I didn't offend anybody at all. Hawaii is, in fact, a shithole. Hey, did you ever see dog? Have, have you met? It's not a total shithole. I mean, there's a good to it, but, you know. Well. Like any place else, every place has their shithole. Well, yeah. y'all got Obama living there all the time, so that first qualifies it as a shithole. Uh, don't bring that shit up, man. Uh, now, Dog the Bounty Hunter, have you seen him? I'm going I'm to I'm stay with Trump with that shit. He wasn't born there. Have, have, have you met dog? Have, have you run into Dog the Bounty Hunter ever when you was there? <laughs> you know, you know, living in the mainland or up here in the states, uh, that's a question I got all the time. And no, never ran into him because my ass was never in trouble. Well, you know things are <laughs> shitty when Dog the Bounty Hunter is there. That's when you know it's gone to shit. He goes, he goes to Hawaii yeah. and he goes to Denver. Those are two places. You know what? Dog goes a lot to. of those, a, a lot of that show is fucking film in my hometown you know when they're chasing somebody it's film where i grew up man <laughs> rough area it's a rough area yeah rough but his yeah. wife his wife's not a looker oh beth no. she she lost a lot of weight well she had a lot to lose she got like me and john right john we can we could shed 50 real easy couldn't we <laughs> yep 
Fuck. <laughs> See, John, <laughs> I, I've got a theory in life, and you tell, and I want you to tell me if this is correct or not. If you go into a right. town and you're hungry and you want to ask someone to eat, do you look for some skinny fucker that's on the meth pipe, or do you look for a fat guy to ask for a place to eat? Only the fat guy. That's right, because he knows because he, he looks forward to eating. I mean, that's that's a, a something you look forward to all day. So I don't ever ask a skinny exactly. guy. Exactly. You know what they say: never trust a skinny chef. That's right. That's exactly what they say. So, John, what do you do in Arizona? What I do, I'm a, I'm a twenty plus year Chrysler diesel mechanic. It's just a fancy way of saying a Cummins diesel engine person, I guess. But I work for a contracting company, and uh, the company I work for, I have about uh, just over seventy trucks I look after, basically. Day in and day out. No, not all 70 at once, but, you know, I have them on schedules where I see them every couple months, and it just keeps, that keeps me busy. I bet you're a fun son bitch to have work for you, too. <laughs> do you, do you, What's uh, that? I said, I bet you're a fun son bitch to have working for you. I bet the guys at your place love you to death. Oh, they do. The owner of my company, yeah, he loves me. Loves I, me dearly. I can see. He's like, you know, he's like one of the, I treat him, he, I would, I look up to him as like my dad, and he takes us, he takes us to his place in Mexico whenever I want to go, which I never do. And then we take four drive trips, rock crawler trips. We go to like Moab, or we'll go to um, the Rubicon up in the Reno area. You know, we'll spend a week out there and just, you know, four wheeling and bullshitting. Now, um, shit, I lost my train of thought for just a second. Um, what, what does your season run? Your waterfowl season? Our season? Yeah, when, do, uh, when does it start? When does it end? All that good stuff. Uh, it starts, uh, you have two zones here. So you have the mountain zone, and then you have the desert zone. Our mountain zone opens October, not only the second week in October for, for the general. The first week is of October, normally it's for the youth. And then that opens October, the first two weeks of October. So you can hunt the northern parts of the state, or what they deem the northern zone of the state. You can hunt that till the 20th is when the rest of the state opens, which is the desert zone, and that opens up from then on. And then it doesn't end until last week of January, basically. So it basically runs concurrent with ours then. Yeah, mid October. Mid October. You guys, you guys get into a little February, right? With the yeah, or whatever. Yeah, Oklahoma, where we hunt at in Oklahoma, it goes to usually around Valentine's Day, and then Texas, it ends first weekend in February. Gotcha. So, yeah. See. Yeah. We. I mean, we have some great hunting. We just don't have the bird numbers, and you know, it'd be cool if we had bird numbers like California or something. I mean, I don't get it because we're like fucking right next door and they're sending on millions of fucking snow geese thousands and thousands of hunkers you know they got a 10 they got a 10 hunk, 10 bird hunker limit out there right you shoot in I, California I knew that you could shoot 10 specs someone told me the other day but I know you could shoot 10 honkers out there yeah it's, and a 10 bird geese there's 10 bird geese and 25 that's because all the liberals are making it hard for everybody to fucking hunt out there. <laughs> you know what? Every yeah, I mean, out there, from what I know, you'll, you'll probably 
I'll probably get corrected or not. I'm not sure. Oh, but, I'm, I'm uh, sure <laughs> you, you know, if you, if you're not private, you don't own private or know somebody that owns private, you're either hunting a refuge system or you bought a seat in a blind somewhere, basically, how that works. The no. public land for waterfowl is pretty, pretty, uh, scarce, I would say, if it, you know, because it's everything government controlled, basically, you know. Now, what do you mean when you say you bought a seat in the blind? Well, out there, there's a rice field. Basically, the rice fields out there, they'll, they'll have, like, pits. And say, you know, season's coming up, and there's, um, normally after a season's done, that their own blinds come available. So to get into a blind, there's probably, like, four or five seats in it. Each seat is worth... Thirty-five hundred bucks. Just throwing that out there. I'm not sure how much, but each seat's like thirty-five hundred bucks. So you can so lease a blind. For like, like it's like from who? Private landowner? Or? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, from private landowners. You know, they have built. They have blinds on their rice fields already. Mm-hmm. Ready to go. That's kind of like Arkansas, and Louisiana, he, everywhere. Yeah, they'll they'll you know buddies will get together and you know they're all pony out fucking. You know, twenty five hundred a piece, thirty three thousand dollars a piece to sit in one blind for a whole whole season. Do y'all have do y'all are y'all have any problems out in Arizona and I'm not trying to be funny, I'm being honest. Is there anybody doing any hot cropping out there? Is there any flooding corn and shit? Um no, they've got farms, no, Andy. There's no there's no farm there's no as far as I know, no flooding corn. But I know there's a couple guys that do farm for ducks like uh they 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 uh they got like a 10 acre pond or something like that i don't know this is all just people telling me okay i don't know know for sure but uh they're in a pretty good area and judging by the pictures i would say yeah they're doing they're doing a bang-up job of um you know keeping the ducks in their area and you know, shooting them because they have the food. Well, I would just figure is there's a lot of wealthy people out there that someone that likes to hunt has figured out a way to pump water somewhere and plant crops, and they would keep birds on them the whole time. Yeah, you know that 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 probably worked. You know, twenty years ago, but too many fucking assholes, man. <laughs> Fuck shit up for everybody. <laughs> That's what they do. <laughs> so, are are you going to buy? Fuck you. What's that? Are you going to buy season tickets to Cardinals now to watch Kyler Murray win a Super Bowl next year? No, no, sorry. You know, I was, I was, I had a joke I was going to say, you know, coming on there. Um, if you were going to ask me where where was I, I was going to say I'm sitting in front of my favorite massage parlor, which is only two miles from the Cardinals Stadium. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Crash has been here before. <laughs> 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 so, so Kraft's so got a rubbing tug right there in Phoenix. Yeah, <laughs> is, is it right off? Is it right off Camelback Road? No, it's off the it's off the one one in Glendale, which is right on right on the the stadium, right off of uh, the fucking what do you call it? It's like near Cabela's. You've been here before, so you know where Cabela's is. I tell you what, that Camelback Road is a rough place. 
Yeah, part- yeah, that's that's all hood right there. That's all hood, man. See, we did not realize that when we were there for the hunting show. That's how we went to the hunting show every day. Because we stayed at the embassy or the Hilton on Camelback in the nice part of the Camelback. So we just, oh, it was fuck. a straight shot on Camelback to the, to right. the football stadium. And luckily, yeah, yeah. one of the, well, I say luckily. It was a Phoenix fireman. It was one of the last days that we were there. Somehow our route got brought up in conversation. He's like, do not go there at night. Do not drive to go anywhere, but do not go down Camelback at night. We've done it past two nights. So <laughs> it is hood. It is hood. You know, when I moved, when I moved here, man, I was I was drawn to the sharks, man, because uh, I lived. I moved from Paradise, Hawaii, and you know, not knowing any better, I moved here by myself, basically. And I, my house, my apartment was off of. Uh, 27th and Indian School, and you want to talk about culture shock, <laughs> fucking boys in the hood, boys in the hood shit going down, like, <laughs> holy shit, man. It was it was scary for the first, like, three months. And you get kind of used to everything that's going on around you, man. So why didn't, like, you, why didn't you move? Drive-by shootings and shit, man. Why didn't you move? The only place, that was the only place you could afford? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, I went from making, fuck, then I was making like fifteen dollars an hour working a supermarket to making five fifty an hour, you know, fucking shagging cars at a dealership, man. Yeah. So it was, you know, I had to stay at the cheapest place in town. You know, I didn't have nobody living with me. Oh. How did you pick Phoenix you know, to move to? What's that? How'd you end up in Phoenix? What made you go to Phoenix? Oh, uh, school, 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 and I landed a good job, so I just stayed. You know. Mm. Did my thing, doing my thing now. You don't miss Hawaii. I go back every year, man. I miss it. I I just miss my family. I can understand that. I I mean, I miss I miss Hawaii. I miss the beaches. You know, because I was you know born and raised on the beach. I miss doing all that kind of stuff. But um, as far as like being able to like explore. And fucking carry a gun on my hip, and just fucking go out to the desert and shoot them up whenever the fuck I want. Yeah, that's that's not there. You know, you yeah. don't get that shit there. You can't carry a gun in Hawaii. Super regulated. What's that? You can't carry a gun in Hawaii. Oh no, no. You'd think them some bitches learned it. You'd think they'd learned a lesson on December seventh, motherfuckers. I'd have everybody, <laughs> I'd have everybody armed there. <laughs> everybody armed with fucking uh, what do you call them? And, like, um, cannons. So, so nobody has <laughs> guns. So, no, none of the, no, the private citizens can, own guns and shit. There, you can own guns. You just can't carry them. Carry them. You know, you, like here, you can open or carry concealed. You know, you don't even need a, you don't even need a license or a permit here yeah. in Arizona. So, now, what are you? What are you? Open or concealed? Um, I'm, I just. To be honest, I leave it in my truck most of the time. Now, just to not bring attention to myself, you know. If you're worried about drawing attention to yourself, though, you got you, why don't you go concealed? It's not going to do any good yeah, in your truck. No, I got you. It's just, you know, being a fat ass doesn't make it easy. It's easier to conceal it that way. That's not true, is it, John? No. You don't want anything else in your pants? It's hard enough to keep our pants up. Tell him, John. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> 
What about, I don't know, I'm trying to think. You, you could do like, uh, it's too fucking hot to wear a jacket. Yeah, go on your ankle. Fuck, it's easier to get uh, out of his truck than get down <laughs> his ankle. Fuck. You're going to pass out. I'll just stuff it. I'll just stuff it under one of my fucking folds here. <laughs> folds. <laughs> what about uh, like, like a torso uh, holster or something like that? They don't make one big enough for me, bro. <laughs> keep, it, keep, keep it in your truck and just pray that you can get there in time. I don't want to tell you. I'm trying to, I'm trying to fucking help you out here. <laughs> no, we've been good. I, I mean, I've never had to use it or anything, so that's, God. that's a good thing. You know, I don't, I don't go into those areas, but I, you know, I've seen hard jacking like happen in front of me and shit. Really? So. Yeah, yeah. Where was it on Camelback? No, <laughs> no, it's actually on Indian School, pretty much by my apartment. You know, Camelback is only a mile. From Indian school, so it's in the area, basically. And so what? You're just sitting at a red light, and guy in front of you gets jacked. <laughs> no, I was on. I was actually at the time. I was riding a mountain bike, you know, to get around because I I didn't have money yet to buy me a, a truck or a car or anything. Mm. And whoa, 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 man! I'm sitting waiting. I'm sitting waiting to fucking cross the road, and I hear, "Oh my god!" A fucking lady getting dragged out by her fucking hair. Jesus! Two two dudes jumping in and kicking off in the car. You were on a bike. That's what I got out of that story. Yeah, I was riding a. You know, when I first moved here, I didn't have a car, so I rode a mountain bike everywhere. I'm assuming you were a little lighter then. Oh my yeah, I was half the man. Half the man that I am today. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, it, it was all down here when I got a fucking car. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> you know. You know. Sitting and drinking booze and not giving a fuck will will definitely take effect. <laughs> it's, it's, and it's too it's too hot in Phoenix. Nobody's gonna steal the bike, so you're safe there. No, Why no, you? yeah, yeah. No one's stealing the bike for sure. <laughs> so do you speak do you speak Spanish now that you're down there? Oh, fuck no, no habla English. That's about it. <laughs> Well, John, I, this has been a I, this has been a good podcast. I, I've never Arizona is not a place that I would think about going to shoot a duck. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and uh, I didn't think it myself until I was introduced to it. I mean, you know that um, we're definitely not a hidden hidden gem or anything, but you know there's some opportunities to be had here, especially if you you can get in with the right people. Am I one of those? Probably now. But in the past, fuck no, man. I was holding everything to myself. Yeah. You know, because, you know, I worked my ass off to get those things. But, you know, I surround myself with guys that, you know, help me out more more than anything. You know, they just want me around for the calling and stuff. But, <laughs> you know, we all work together and it works out. So do you ever get jealous, like, whenever you see uh, a picture from North Dakota or Minnesota or one of these just famous waterfowl states and you're thinking motherfucker i'd love to be shooting geese and ducks there rather than in this fucking desert <laughs> no because you know actually my first experience out of state was actually in north dakota uh-huh. i went up to, i went up to north dakota with a bunch of my buddies actually most of them were california fucks <laughs> that i'm friends with and uh we spent um a week up there and it wasn't the best shooting, man. I mean, we saw tons of birds. 
we were I, in a moon, uh, full moon phase, and we saw tons of birds. I mean, we would watch feed, you know, at the, you know, at dusk, and, and you know, it would be 2,000 hours, man, and we are watching tornadoes of birds hitting fields and stuff, and, you know, that's where we're going to set up the next day, and we get there. Not a fucking thing shows up, and the wind's mm-hmm. kicking up 30, 30 miles an hour, you know, just... Just turned it. It was just a shit show. I mean, we had two days of decent shooting, but I could have done that here. Yeah, you know. Well, I just meant like like from a scenery type of standpoint. I, oh yeah. I hate that. I'm not gonna lie to you. I the desert. I get uh, it. It wears on me. I, <laughs> it is. I can't. I can't take it. For some reason, my anxiety. It peaks my anxiety. For some reason, I see the desert and I just got to get out of it. You notice when Andy uh, talked about all the looks, waterfowl oases, he didn't mention Texas or Oklahoma, did he? <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, from uh, from a scenery well, standpoint, Texas and Oklahoma it's are depressing. The yeah, you know, it's depressing. Everything's brown and yeah. dead, or just fucking rocks and sand. You know? Yeah, it's very it's a very depressing place. So I just meant from a from a scenery standpoint, if you ever wish you were hunting in a different state, because I definitely would. Yeah, so I've hunted uh, my most my. Of all the states I've hunted so far, my favorite state to hunt in would be Idaho. Ooh, that place—that place is fucking off the chain, man. That's my list. I want to go there. I want to go to Idaho. Yeah, I want to go to Montana. We hunted the. Uh, we hunted three days on the Snake River. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never hunted like this before. I'm not shitting you. Man. We wouldn't even get up at like two in the morning or anything. I'm talking we're getting out of bed at seven thirty, eight o'clock, go downstairs, eat the fucking free breakfast, get our shit together, we're in the truck by ten, you know, stop, take a piss or whatever, fill up the boat, get down to the boat dock, and then we're we're launching. We're launching off we're launching onto the river at quarter to twelve by this time. Was it really cold? And, uh, was it really cold that when whenever you were up there? Yes, it was cold. I okay. mean, it, yeah, it was cold. It was it was uh it was snow on the ground. It was we're, when we were up going up the river, we were watching ice like flow down the river, mm. and there'll be packs of mallards just chilling on the ice, floating down the river and shit. So you know we'll get to our spot where we're gonna hunt, and <laughs> again we turn out six decoys. And a spinner, <laughs> and <laughs> and we, you know, we we get birds flying over and shit. We, you know, a couple quacks, whatever. Boom! We just turn birds on a dime. They just drop in, and we just, you know, smoke them. It was it was a good three days up there. And I've never had such an easy hunt. I mean, we didn't have like volumes of birds. Like we didn't have like twenty stack on twenty. You know, we were getting fives and sixes and twos and singles you know the three of us we were we were done in two hours with our with you know 21 birds yeah each day yeah it was, it was a blast all mallards i think we shot one pin tail the whole time but just all green heads and you hunted the snake river all three days yeah three days and then we did one morning hunt before on the fourth day we did one morning hunt on a goose field that on a not goose field, but on a we hunted goose or geese on a alfalfa field that was covered in snow. <laughs> we just put out decoys and waited, and they came in stupidly, and we shot them. 
was fun. So that day went. Never, it was never, never, never so easy. So the fourth, day, the fourth goose hunt, the fourth morning goose hunt, it was also a banger. Yeah, it was a banger. I mean, I, I they let me shoot my four because I had to get to my flight. Uh-huh. So I shot my, I, you know, I had all my bags and shit there. Shot my four, got up and left, <laughs> basically. You know. What a way to it go. It was fun, though. What a yeah, way to go. Yeah, it was fun. It was a blast. Well, man, we're going to let you get off of here. We appreciate you coming on with us and talking about uh, waterfowl hunting in the desert. It, it's been a, a informational podcast. You shed some light on some stuff. So I appreciate yeah, your time. Yeah, sure, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate yeah. your time, man. Anytime. You doing good job. You doing good job, John. We appreciate you being on here with us. I like Thanks, your, man. I like your, it. I like your insight and your attitude, and I wish you the best. And maybe one day you can make it out to Texas and knock this off your list. Yeah, you know what? I was I was trying to try to do that, but my guys, you know, they're all married and shit, so <laughs> things change, you know, from a month ago. Hey, I've got a I've got some days where I've got I can put in singles and double hunters and make groups. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I'm I'm actually heading out to the Mississippi to pick up my my uh my new pup from uh, Southern Oak Kennels in October. I think I'm not sure, but uh, I know you guys aren't doing anything then. But you know, if something comes up, I'll definitely hit you guys up for sure because well, I'll be driving. If you drive through this area and it's and it's here in the next couple of months, holler at me and I'll All buy right. you I'll buy Going you dinner. In October. Are you coming in October? All right. Yeah, just holler at me in October and I'll, I'll buy you dinner. Well, you you know you fucking owe me one. You owe me a, you owe me a tomahawk. I damn sure do. That's right. So I'll buy you I'll buy you, I'll buy you one when you get out here. All right. It's all right, man. All right. You have a good day, bud. God bless you. And you be you safe. Too. All right. Bye. Interesting guy. Very funny guy. I would I wouldn't be going to Arizona. I wouldn't think Arizona is uh. They have tornado on the ground. Wichita Falls now. I wouldn't be thinking of Arizona as a place to. Shoot them up. So, yeah. Let me clarify that. This is a podcast, so it's not live. So, if you listen to this, there's not a tornado in Wichita Falls right now. There's a tornado at 7:39 on Wednesday night in in Burke Burnett, Wichita Falls. So, anyways, nobody comes to you for weather anyway. Shit. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, interesting guy. Interesting way of hunting. I've heard the pockets out in them deserts can be really good. I didn't know nothing about the Sand Hill Crane in Arizona until Brent was telling us about us last year. Yeah. And that surprised me. Yep. I just never think of it that way. And damn sure we didn't think about shooting a wood duck in the desert. We don't shoot wood ducks here either. We've shot maybe 10 wood ducks in our whole time we've been in business. I've never shot a wood duck. I, I, I don't think I've ever shot one. But we've shot 10 collectively over the years. I remember when, the first time I saw a wood duck, I was in Canada. Was you <clears throat> the year what I the didn't fuck get, it was? The year I didn't get turned around. Yeah, we're driving past, there's a little, a little pond, maybe as big as the table that we're sitting at, and sure as shit, Woodhead, uh, Woodhead, Wood Duck Drake, right there, pretty. They're, First time I'd ever seen one. They're pretty birds. I don't. They're not to me near as pretty as a shoveler or a cinnamon teal or anything like that. But they're a pretty duck. They kind of remind me of the pimp of the duck world. You know, they they'll overdo it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at one right now. I don't know. A lot of paint on them. Lots of lots of paint. So, but they're an interesting duck, you know. And be sure to get in that dive bomb hunt. We draw on twenty seventh. Twenty seventh Labor Day or Memorial Day. Memorial God dang, Day. I'm, I'm big. Memorial Day, which is also the day we're going to redraw for the dove hunt because I've never heard from 
Goose Slammer. Goose Slammer. So we're going to do another draw on that on our on our deal. So even if Goose Slammer messages you, if Goose Slammer messages between now and then, I'm not drawing one. But if I don't have Goose Slammer by the 27th by Memorial Day, then I'm going to draw somebody. So we will have a winner when Die Bomb has a winner. Yes. There you go. All right. Anyways, I appreciate it. Hey, guys, I do have some dates set aside for ones and twos that I can add. You had a guy message me today, and he's like, well, I don't have a full group. I've got days set aside. Every year I set aside, and I do just small groups. I'm filling them in fast. So if you want a day like that, holler at me pretty quick. You got anything to add, Andy? Nope. Okay. Anyways, you can follow me. If you're a tornado chaser, you can follow me at Jeff Stanfield on Facebook. That's the one I'm not in jail on. The Jeff L. Stanfield is down until middle of June almost. Got to do better. Follow me on Instagram, Andy underscore Shaver. Bye.